Games move around, teams keep their playoff hopes alive, and the playoff picture is becoming clearer. Who is on the head coach chopping block, and which teams are trending up down the stretch of the NFL season? Find out now on Beyond the Blitz. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Blitz crew back at it. Justin Rogers and guest Blitz crew member Morgan Pangle back on the set here for Beyond the Blitz. How are you doing, Morgan? I'm good. I'm doing good. Had the itch to talk some football, so I'm glad I can be on here. Yeah, good to have you on. Chris is at his dad's property in West Virginia doing some hunting during some hunting season. So, we decided to have Morgan on as the guest Blitz crew member today. And so let's just get started as we go into week number 12. And we had some Thanksgiving football this week. We're supposed to have three games, but only two of them played. The Steelers and Ravens was moved to today on Wednesday at 340. We'll get to that game, but let's start with the Texans traveling to Detroit to play the Lions. The Texans get the win 41 to 25. Will Fuller had a great day today, but has been suspended for the rest of the season because of his use of PEDs. And another game, Washington looking to take control of the NFC East at some point this season to have a dominant win against the Dallas Cowboys, 41-16, to as the Cowboys punt away a chance at the division lead. Thank you, Morgan, for that. And the Raiders surprisingly getting blown out by the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, 43-6. to yeah, I tell you what, did not see this one coming at all. Hey, shout out to head coach Raheem Morris for putting together a great game plan to stop down Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, and the rest of that offense. Raiders got a lot of soul searching to do coming up this next week. And they really do because the AFC is a lot more competitive than it has been in the past years. They're really the new NFC. The NFC has been super competitive. Now the AFC is that. So the Raiders, yeah, like you said, got to do some soul searching. And another playoff contender, a team that is really one of the teams that could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year, the Bills, getting a big win against the Chargers 27-17 to with some odd play calling by the Chargers towards the end of the game. Got to wonder what Anthony Lynn was thinking when he was looking at his uh, Microsoft Pro Surface tab. I uh, didn't know what he had pulled up there, but uh, having a QB draw with the offensive line pass blocking, uh, not sure that's in the Ask Madden section. And with the NFC East lead on the line for the Giants, they had to get a win in Cincinnati against the Bengals, and they got it done. 1917 Bengals almost came back, but the Giants D got it done at the end of the game. Giants now have the lead in the NFC East. Will they hold it? Most likely not, but they've got it for a little longer. And the Titans in an AFC South matchup traveled to Indianapolis to play the Colts. And the Titans demolished the Colts in almost every aspect of this game. And the Titans take hold of the AFC South once again. Got to tell you, had the Colts winning this game, I really like the Colts defense coming in. Thought they could shut down Derrick Henry. I remember the Thursday night matchup. The Colts took advantage, but Tennessee came out angry and demolished the Colts. I mean, the final score is bad, but it's not even indicative of how the game went. There are some garbage time points. I mean, A.J. Brown returned an onside kick for a touchdown. If you let up an onside kick for a touchdown, was not a good day at the office for you. Not a great day for the Colts. I still think they're a very good team. Still think they're a playoff team for sure. Frank Reich's an excellent head coach, but uh, just did not have a good showing against the division rival. 
and another playoff team, the Browns, getting another win against a pretty easy team, the Jaguars, but it was closer than a lot of people thought it would be. 28-26, to 26, Nick Chubb sealing the win with the run at the end of the game, and Mike Glennon looking good in the loss for the Jaguars. Could we see him as a starter the rest of the year? Just You know Mike Glennon is one of my favorite quarterbacks in this league, and I was so excited to see him start this week. I started him in one of my fantasy leagues, got me 18 points. Thank you, Mr. Glennon. But he played well against the Browns defense that's been up and down this season, but was able to hit a, a long pass to Colin Johnson, a very accurate pass, and Colin did the rest. I mean, they they were missing DJ Chark. They don't have Leonard Fournette, obviously, anymore because uh, he's now in Tampa, but with some limited weapons, uh, Mike Glennon able to do some damage to a playoff-caliber Browns team. And the Panthers traveling to Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater playing his former team for the first time as a starter, and the Vikings keeping their playoff hopes alive with a big win. But Jeremy Chin, the rookie safety for the Panthers, having a great day with two defensive touchdowns. But at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins gets the last laugh with the game-winning touchdown of Chad Beebe to get the win, 28-27. to yeah, not every day uh, you see a defensive player getting two touchdowns. Jeremy Chin, two weeks ago, got absolutely bodied by Gronk on a nice gain. He came back with a little vengeance and said, Kirk, I'm not going to let you do the same thing to me. Two defensive touchdowns, great game from Jeremy Chin. Going to be a star in the league for a while. He's a great box safety and showed that against the Vikings. But as the announcer said during this game, you got the sense that the winner of this game could be in the playoffs and the loser was pretty much eliminated. And we can see that going forward. That looks like the fortune for both of these teams. And speaking of teams that are continuously putting themselves in the playoff hunt, let's talk about the New England Patriots getting a very close defensive win against the Cardinals 20-17. to I mean, this is all credit to Bill Belichick in my mind. I mean, the Patriots just aren't very talented, and the Cardinals are. And to win 20-17, to obviously the Cardinals, they lost on a missed kick. And say what you will about that, but... Miss kicks happened in the NFL, and the Patriots were able to drive down the field. And Nick Folk, who for years in the NFL was a journeyman, has been able to play well for the Patriots this season. He kicked the game winner for him. Uh, shout out to Bill Belichick for an excellent, excellent defensive game plan coming in to, uh, to shut down Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And the Jets continue their winless season with a loss to the Dolphins 20-3. to And Ryan Fitzpatrick not looking too bad as the quarterback for the Dolphins moving down the road. And the Saints getting a blowout win against the Denver Broncos, 31-3. to And a note here that the Broncos had no quarterbacks going in this game, so they had to come in with a practice squad wide receiver, Kendall Hinton. Obviously unfortunate for the, for the Broncos. Their quarterbacks did not adhere to COVID-19 protocols and therefore would not be able to participate in the game. Uh, but you got to think the NFL didn't do the Broncos any favor this week. Um, going up against arguably the best team in the NFC, Obviously, the Broncos didn't have a, a huge chance to begin with, but now without a QB, uh, this isn't a surprise that it was a blowout. And an NFC West battle yet again. The NFC West has been filled with some great games this year, and we got another one. The 49ers, another team that could possibly sneak into the playoffs towards the end of the season once their players get healthy as they get a big win against the Rams, 23-20. to And a note here, I believe the 49ers have swept the Rams this season. Yeah, for me, this is all about matchups. They swept the Rams. Listen, the Rams do two things really well defensively. They stop you running up the middle, and they stop the deep pass. The 49ers don't do any of these things. The 49ers run jet sweeps, and they run short passes to fast receivers. Uh, last week, Tom Brady went deep down the field, didn't work against the Rams. They couldn't run up the middle. 
Guess what? The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius, and they do great things. The Rams' defense is good, um, but this 49ers' offense just a little too schematically sound um, for the Rams to keep up with. And what was said to be a really good matchup this week, the Chiefs winning against the Buccaneers 27-24, to Tyreek Hill having a game in this one, and with Tom Brady and his mistakes, was that the reason why the Bucs got the loss in this one? I mean, Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards, so, I mean, to pin this game on a quarterback, it, it's kind of hard to, I mean, you put a quarterback in a position down 17-0, to zero, not a lot of plays you have in your playbook to uh, come back from that, especially when the opposing offense is led by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Brady um, wasn't a perfect game by any means, but definitely bounced back from that Rams loss uh, the week before, made some great reads, some great throws, uh, a lot of miscommunication with his receivers. I mean, one of his passes bounced off an offensive lineman's back. Um, you know, you can only be so unfortunate in this league. But when you when a when a receiver has 200 yards in the first quarter, it's hard to blame a quarterback um, for the loss. I think this loss goes to a lot of people on Tampa Bay. But at the end of the day, uh, it's on coaching. Um, but it was still a good game. And Sunday night football, the Bears traveling to Green Bay. And Green Bay just demolished the Bears in this one as Mitch Trubisky got to start yet again. The offense just never clicked for the Bears. And Aaron Rodgers looking good as the Packers get the 41-25 win here. And on Monday night football, the Seahawks getting a big win seeding-wise. Right now, they'd be the number two seed in the NFC as they get a win against a struggling Eagles team, 23-17. to Carson Wentz just continues to show that, I mean, I know his supporting cast isn't great, but that that MVP Carson Wentz is uh, more and more just a, uh, a fever dream and that the real Carson Wentz is, uh, is not, does not have a very high ceiling. I have heard some rumors and some things that said that former offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach for the Eagles, Frank Reich, might be interested in having Carson Wentz come to Indianapolis. That could be interesting, especially if Phil Rivers ends up retiring after this season or the next. That could be very interesting. And the game we had today on Wednesday at 340 that I mentioned earlier, the AFC North rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Ravens. And what was really a defensive game in this one, but the Steelers offense struggled with the Ravens. Almost half of their starters on their team, a good percentage of their players and starters had COVID, could not play in this game. So the Steelers are practically playing a practice squad except for Half of the defense, which was still good defense for the Ravens, but the Steelers get the win 19 to 14 to keep their undefeated season alive. I mean, this was the definition of a Wednesday game at 340. It just wasn't very good. There was a lot of offensive struggles on both sides of the ball. I mean, you can't expect a lot with RG3, and the Steelers' offense all season has just not been well, uh, well coordinated. <laughs> this was a game to forget for both sides. And a note here, Bud Dupree has torn his ACL for the Pittsburgh Steelers and will be out for the season. So prayers are up for him and his family that he recovers and is good to go for the 2021 season. And before we get into our week 13 picks, this is something we're going to do for the rest of the regular season as we go on with our episodes here on Beyond the Blitz. We're going to go over the playoff picture real quick for you guys. So in the NFC, we have the Saints in the number one seed, the Seahawks in the number two seed. Packers in the number three seed. The Giants at four and seven are in the lead in the NFC East and have the fourth seed. The Rams have the five seed. The Bucks have the sixth seed. And the Cardinals at six and five have the seventh seed. Some teams that are on the bubble in the NFC. At five and six, the 49ers, Vikings, and Bears are all on the bubble, as well as the four and seven 
Washington football team, Detroit Lions, and Atlanta Falcons. If any of them can somehow make the playoffs, we could see it because the NFC isn't as strong as it used to be. And the AFC is a lot stronger than it really has been the past couple of seasons as we have the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers in the lead with the first seed, the Chiefs coming in at the number two seed, Titans at the number three seed because of the tiebreaker against the Bills who have the fourth seed, the Browns come in at the number five seed, Dolphins in the sixth seed, and the Colts at the seventh seed. And in the AFC bubble, we have the Ravens, Raiders, at six and five and the Patriots coming in at five and six and the Broncos and Texans still somehow alive in the playoff race at four and seven. Maybe they can have a run towards the end of the season. We don't know, but let's move into week 13 and our game pick. So we're going to start here. No Thursday night football game because the Cowboys and Ravens game has been moved to Tuesday night football. So we're going to start with the Sunday games, Saints at Falcons. Who do you got, Morgan? Got the Saints on this one. Saints are just too too well coached. Uh, I like what Raheem Morris has done in Atlanta, but the Falcons just aren't a great team. Saints by a couple. I think it'd be really easy to pick the Falcons just because they beat up on the Raiders. But for a lot of the reasons that you said, I'm also going to pick the Saints. Their offense has been looking good. Their defense has been a top 10, if not top 5 defense all season. I'm going to pick the Saints in this one. Chris also has the Saints, but of course... Brandon has the Falcons <laughs> winning in this game. And next, we got the Lions traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Can the Bears finally win a game and end their losing streak? Uh, no. Um, listen, interim head coaches normally play a pretty good first game, and I think the Lions uh, are going to come out, and they're going to – I listen, I know they haven't had a great last few weeks, but the Bears has just been – they've been sliding down, um, and they just haven't played great. Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, it doesn't matter who's starting. The offense looks lethargic either way. Uh, I think this Lions team gets a win in a pretty uneventful game. Yeah, I think I got to agree with you on that, except I'm going to have the Bears winning this game. I think this is finally going to be the game that they're going to feel confident going into, hopefully not overconfident because if that's the case, I think they'll lose. But – I think they're going to get the win. Mitch Trubisky, he'll come in. He'll get some confidence. Maybe the Bears can do something towards the end of the stretch. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll get the win here. But Brandon and Chris both think the Lions will get the win in this game, agreeing with you, Morgan. And the Colts traveling to Houston take on the Texans. Got to have the Colts in this one. The Colts are going to be mad following a blowout loss, and the Texans just lost one of their best receivers. Uh, both teams, I mean, it, it would be easy to pick the Texans after they blew up the Lions, but again, that's the Lions, and the Colts lost to a pretty good t- Titans team. God, I think the Colts are coming back. Haven't been impressed with Phillip Rivers this season, but I have been impressed by that Colts defense. Uh, I think they make a tough day for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think here we're going to see Phillip Rivers playing pretty well against this kind of dismantled, really, Texans defense. I mean, they do have some pieces there, but I think Phillip Rivers and this Colts offense will get back online. Jonathan Taylor coming off the COVID list. He'll be back, and so we could see some ground and pound from the Colts offense. I'm going to pick the Colts, and Chris and Brandon also have the Colts winning in this game. And the Bengals travel to Miami to play the Dolphins. Got to take the Dolphins in this one. I mean, if you looked at the beginning of the season uh, and we're trying to pick this game, you probably say Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But the Dolphins have just played been so great this season. Uh, I mean, Brian Flores has, has just been a great coach. Uh, and this Dolphins team that really doesn't even have that much talent when you look at the roster has been able to win some games. I mean, the Bengals, I'm not saying Joe Burrow was their offense, but without Joe Burrow, 
that offense just looks it's just it's just lethargic. I mean, it might be worse than the Bears offense. It's just slow. And I know they faced a good Giants defense last week, but I just don't think they can put up enough points. The Dolphins defense has been trending up. The Bengals offense has been trending down. I think that spells disaster for Zach Taylor and company. I have the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on a lot of what you said. Copy and paste what you said, really. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going to love him coming into this game. I think he can really get more accustomed to this offense and really just become the starter down the stretch. Like I said earlier, I got the Dolphins winning in this game. And Chris and Brandon also have the Dolphins winning in this game. And the Raiders, coming off a humiliating loss to the Falcons, find themselves in a very lucky situation taking on the Jets. Uh, Got to go with the Raiders in this one. Hard to hard to pick the Jets in uh, in any game, to be completely honest with you. The Jets just don't look good. It's not like they have a coach that's really like Brian Flores when the Dolphins are bad. It's not like they have a great coach that's out there, you know, scheming a game plan. I mean, they got Adam Gase. I mean, Adam Gase is not a good coach. If you disagree with me, I'm sorry, you're wrong. But the Raiders, I know they got blown out last week. Look for the Gruden Grinders to get back right with this one, putting up at least 35 points. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think everyone that follows any sort of NFL will have to agree with you here. There are two teams that I will never pick, and those two teams both start with a J, the Jets and the Jaguars. And Brandon and Chris also have the Raiders winning in this game. And speaking of the Jaguars, they're traveling to Minnesota to take on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Well, if Mike Glennon were starting this week, I probably would pick the Jaguars. You know what? I love Mike Glennon. I don't know. I don't know if he is though. The Vikings or the excuse me, the Jaguars' quarterback situation is muddled right now. They don't know if when Minshew will be back, if that's next week, or if Letton is going to come back. But it's hard to say. Just can't. The Jaguars have played some close games recently, and they looked a lot better against the Steelers than a lot of than the score really indicates. But got to take the Vikings in this one. The Vikings are fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, so you start off the season very poorly, but now they're trending in the right direction. I, I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson can just, uh, they'll tear apart this, this Jaguars defense. I don't think the Jaguars offense is potent enough to put up enough points in a shootout. So I've got the Vikings in this one. And Adam Thielen is coming off the COVID list and will be with the Vikings this week. So add another reason why the Vikings are going to win this game. Dalvin Cook may not play this game, but that might not be a bad thing for them. They could rest him for this game because I think this game is pretty much in the Vikings hands. We could see a trap game, but I think the Vikings are going to win this game. And Chris and Brandon agree with both me and Morgan on this one. And two eight and three teams playing each other here: the Browns traveling to Tennessee and taking on the Titans. So we here we've got a playoff pretender, we've got a playoff contender. Uh, you're free to argue which is which, but I've got the Titans winning in this game. The Titans just put up a lot of points on that Colts number one defense, and the Browns simply take advantage of playing some bad opponents. Look, I love what the Browns are doing this season: eight and three. That's got to look good from a record standpoint, but you know, breaking the film down, the Browns just don't do a whole lot of things great. I mean, Nick Chubb, if he's not running the ball well, that offense just isn't doing a whole lot. Uh, give me the Titans in this game. Yeah, the Browns' offense has been suspect all season long. I mean, their three losses this season are to teams who have a winning record. The Raiders, they only scored six points against the Raiders, and then they got blown out by the Steelers and the Ravens. So I'm going to have to pick the Titans in this game, and Chris and Brandon are also going to agree with us on this one. NFC West battle here. The Rams traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, both coming off losses. They both desperately need a win this week. Yeah, got to go 100% here with the Los Angeles Rams. Honestly, not super impressed with what the Cardinals have been doing this season. 
I think they've gotten some quality wins, but I do think Kyler Murray is still developing as a quarterback. Great runner, but I do think he's still developing as a downfield passer. Uh, having DeAndre Hopkins really helps that a lot. Um, but the Rams, Sean McVay is just, he's had a, a great season. Uh, the, this Rams team has had some tough losses, but they've also had some good wins. I, I think this is a very close game, a close divisional game, and I, I think this really decides um, a lot for the NFC West. But I got to take the Rams in this one. Yeah, I also got to take the Rams in this one, too, mainly because of that defense. We really saw the Cardinals struggle against the Patriots defense, which I think is a, one of the top defenses in the league, probably top 10 defense. But I think the Rams defense is better than the Patriots defense this season. So you got to give me the Rams in this one. Brandon also has the Rams, but Chris has picked the Cardinals this week to win. And the Giants traveling to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Giants need this game, honestly, to stay our NFC East top spot. Will they get the win? It's hard to say. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, love, love love what the Giants are doing, but I don't know if Danny Dimes is going to be in this game. Uh, suffered a hamstring injury last game or some sort of lower body injury. Not sure he plays. Even if he does, I don't think the, the Giants win this game. Seahawks are just too talented on offense. I know that defense is very suspect, although they look kind of good against Carson Wentz. I mean, who doesn't? But... I think that Seahawks offense is way too talented. I mean, James Bradbury's having a heck of a season, but I don't think he's going to be able to cover DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf is having a Megatron-like season. And for that reason, I think I'm going to give it to the Seahawks right here as well. The Giants, they're a good defense, but Russell Wilson, he's been looking good as of late. The only way the Giants will win this game is if Russell Wilson is off. He throws interceptions. That's the only reason the Giants will win this game, but I don't think it's going to happen. Give me the Seahawks, and Chris and Brandon also agree with us and pick the Seahawks in this one. And the Eagles travel to Lambeau to play the Packers. Yeah, uh, so Carson Wentz looked bad against the Seahawks defense, so he's going to look real great against Jair Alexander in that Packers defense, I bet. No way, man. The Packers are good. The Eagles are not. Eagles, I, would, I might argue, are the worst team in the NFC East. I mean, the Cowboys have looked bad, but that Eagles team is just – Doug Peterson has just not had a great – um, great season. And the Packers, they're trending in the right direction. Just blow out the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is feeling good. Aaron Rodgers is feeling cocky. And when Aaron Rodgers is in the zone, not a lot of teams can stop zone Aaron Rodgers. So I got to take the Packers and what could be a blowout. Yeah, I think this could be a blowout too. Carson Wentz could make this a close game. And what really is a must-win game for the Eagles to stay alive in the NFC East. But in my opinion, I think the Eagles are the worst team in the NFC right now. Carson Wentz isn't looking good, and maybe he's on his way out. We could see Jalen Hurts possibly if this is a blowout game, maybe in an audition game for Jalen Hurts in the second half. But I'm going to take the Packers, and Brandon and Chris also have the Packers in this game. And the Patriots taking on a Chargers team, which isn't going to make the playoffs, but they could really affect the playoff picture by beating some of these teams. I mean, this might be the hardest game to pick on this schedule because both these teams are underachieving but overachieving at the same time. This Chargers offense has been explosive. Justin Herbert's looked like every part of a sixth overall pick. And listen, call me what you will, but I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be very good in this in the league, and he has proved me 2,000% wrong. This Patriots team has a terrible offense that if they can't run the ball, they're not going to get anything done. Uh, but that defense is a top 10, like Justin said. I put them around 8 or 9. Um, but guys like Stephon Gilmore are really holding it down for that Patriots defense. And unsung heroes up front are really getting it done for the Patriots. 
give me the Patriots in this one. I really think that Bill Belichick, I mean, we saw them shut down Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins last week. I think Belichick's hitting a good defensive stride right now. The Patriots have more to win for, really, right now than the Chargers do. I think the Patriots are, are still considering themselves uh, potentially in that last wild card spot, while the Chargers just lose, have lost too many games for that. Uh, give me the Patriots in a, in a must win for New England. I will agree with you. It's a must win for New England. But I'm going to give it to the Chargers here. Last week, Austin Eckler came back, was in a limited role, but still, like, played a lot and played well for the Chargers. I think he's going to get his number one running back on the team, that role back. And I think that's why this Chargers team is going to win this game. Give me the Chargers in this one. Brandon also has the Chargers, but Chris is going to agree with you, Morgan, and pick the Patriots in this one. And the Broncos, hoping they can get some sort of quarterback back as they play the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. So the Kansas City Chiefs just won a game against arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history. So the Broncos, who started a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback next week, are going to come into town uh, and have a shot against the Chiefs. No way, man. Listen, I like the Broncos as a team. I like a lot of what they do. I think Vic Fangio is not a great coach, but I love him as a defensive coordinator. Chiefs in an absolute blowout. I'm sorry, Broncos fans, but it's the Chiefs in an absolute blowout. Yeah, I think this Broncos defense will hold in the first quarter. And then after that, like the floodgates will open. Pat Mahomes will do what he does, and the Chiefs will get the win. And Brandon and Chris also agree with me in the Chiefs getting the win. And a game that was supposed to be on Sunday but has been moved to Monday. Washington traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Now the Steelers might be the uh, the most odd 11-0 and 0, uh, team in the history of the NFL. I mean, they've been a good team, but they've also gotten some some wins that haven't looked pretty, and they've also beat some pretty bad teams. But, hey, they're 11-0, and they're there for a reason. I think they go to 12-0 here. Washington, listen, I know you're competing for the division, and it's a good thing that the Giants are playing another a tough team because I don't think I don't think Washington gets this win. I mean, Alex Smith, Terry McLaurin, I mean, love what you guys did on Thanksgiving, but you're going up against, in my opinion, the best defense in the league, the best pass rush unit in the league. <laughs> you're not telling me that Morgan Moses is shutting down T.J. Watt. Not on this planet, at least. Give me the Steelers in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one, too. But I will say this Washington defense is one of the more underrated defenses in the NFL. Yes, this team is 4-7, and seven, but that front four is full of first-round picks who are playing pretty well. Chase Young is putting in his bid for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think this defense will keep it close. The offense really has to click for the Steelers to really blow out this team. I think it could be closer than people think, but the Steelers will get the win. And Chris and Brandon agree with both of us as the Steelers will get the win. And this Monday night game is a really interesting one here. The Bills traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers who are trying to stay in the playoff hunt. Man, this is a tough one, and I've mulled over this one a little bit. But I've got to go with the 49ers in this one, and, and here's why. The Bills have, I mean, the Bills almost lost last week. Listen, I know they won by 10 points. But Josh Allen and that Bills defense, our offense, turned it over three on three consecutive drives at the end of the game. Can't do that if you want to win games. Shanahan is too good of an offensive coordinator to not take advantage of that. Uh, and I think, I know the 49ers are almost a practice squad team at this point. I understand that. But this Bills team has been up and down all season. Uh, they've had some quality wins, but they've also had some really head-scratching losses. I think this is a very close game. I think... Um, both uh, Kyle Shanahan and that 49ers defensive coordinator, I think they are able to put it together in a very close win. So give me San Francisco in this one. 
I mean, the 49ers, man, like you said, a practice squad team, but you got to look at this. Raheem Mostert came back last week. Debo Samuel had a great game last week and came back. Richard Sherman is also back for the 49ers. So they're starting to piece it towards the end of the season. And I mean, looking at this game, you know, I, I love the Bills. I picked them to win the AFC East last year. And they, they've just, you know, they've, they've, they're in my heart, you know, as always. But I picked the Bills earlier. But I'm going to have to pick the 49ers in this one for everything you just said. I mean, the Bills, I mean, their defense has been decent this year and their offense has been explosive. But I kind of just see Stephon Diggs maybe getting shut down by Sherman in this game. And the 49ers coming up with the win to be at 500 this season. And Brandon and Chris have the Bills winning in this game. So we're going to split 50-50 here. As we go to the Tuesday night game, the Ravens, basically a practice squad team with everything going on with COVID. I don't know who will be coming back by this game. I'm guessing all their, most of their starters will be back by this game, but they're also playing a depleted Cowboys team. I think both these teams have been ravaged by both injuries and COVID-19. And I think this game comes down to coaching. Who do you want to take? Uh, John Harbaugh? Um, or do you want to take Mike McCarthy? I think the answer is pretty clear. John Harbaugh um, in that case. Listen, the Cowboys, there was a report that came out earlier this season that no, the Cowboys aren't really buying in. A lot of the players aren't buying into what the coaching staff is saying. That's really worrisome. And the Cowboys have looked like that. Hey, a quality win against the Vikings. Congratulations. Uh, but you just got blown up by the Washington football team. I mean, the Ravens could put Trace McSorley out there, and I would still pick them. Uh, I think they're just too talented on the def- defensively for Andy Dalton to really do a whole lot. And, I, I mean, this is, to me, going to be a low-scoring game. But I do think the Ravens uh, have the lead for the entire game. Yeah, the Cowboys are falling apart this season. The Ravens are going to do enough to get the win. Give me the Ravens in this one. And Chris and Brandon also have the Ravens winning in this game. And now we move into everyone's favorite segment here on Beyond the Blitz. You know what time it is. It's time for way too early predictions. And we just had our third head coach firing of the year with former Lions head coach Matt Patricia getting fired after never making the playoffs in his entire head coaching tenure with the Detroit Lions. And we also had two more coach firings this past season with former Texans head coach Bill O'Brien being fired and former Falcons head coach Dan Quinn being fired earlier this year. So What we're going to do here is we're going to ask the question, which coaches do you think are going to be on the hot seat and should be fired? So let's ask that question first. Give me a couple of coaches that come to mind. So uh, one coach that really comes to me uh, when I'm talking about coaches on the hot seat is the Broncos coach Vic Fangio. Came, you know, brought him in, defensive mind. uh, And that Broncos defense just really hasn't lived up to that hype. I mean, they've had some good games, but they're too talented to be playing the way they are. Listen, I know they, the Broncos just aren't super talented on the offensive side of the ball, but it's obvious that coaching staff really isn't helping the offense schematically. I think Drew Locke is only going to regress under Vic Fangio, and I think he's on the hot seat. I think the first coach for me, honestly, has to be Matt Nagy. I think Nagy, the last two seasons, has showed that he can't carry this team offensively. I mean, he finally, I think he finally gave up the play calling to his offensive coordinator, but I don't think that's enough to save his job. If this team continues to lose, what, eight or nine games in a row, which they I could definitely see it because this offense is just historically just bad this season. 
I think there just needs to be a culture change in Chicago. That offense definitely needs a change. I think they're going to clean house when it comes to quarterbacks and keep almost everything else. But I think a new head coach is really what they need in Chicago. Uh, and I've got Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. Listen, we all remember that underdog story when they went in the playoffs and defeated the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but that is so far removed. We're in 2020 now where the Eagles have lost to bad opponents and it simply have looked out coached almost the entire season. Listen, I understand they've been ravaged by injuries. I get it. But good coaches make up for that. Good coaches scheme their players in the good positions. Look at Kyle Shanahan. Doug Peterson is doing the opposite. Uh, Doug Peterson, I mean, he can be a quality coach somewhere else, but if I'm the Eagles GM, if I'm the Eagles owner, I blow up that franchise right now. Get rid of the get rid of the players who are costing you the most and get rid of Doug Peterson, get some fresh guys in there and start over. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that with Doug Peterson. And I do want to add that I think we both have Adam Gase on the hot seat. He definitely has to be on the hot seat. Why he's not fired at this point in the season, I don't know. But we're going to skip over him because he's really obvious here. How about another coach here that we both said had some questionable play calls at the end of their last game? How about Anthony Lynn for the Chargers? And we were talking before off the mic earlier before we started recording, and you said Anthony Lynn has been losing a lot of close games, and that has to do a lot with coaching and less about player and personnel. And we saw earlier in the season that Dan Quinn got fired for pretty much the same thing. So I could see that Anthony Lynn would get fired from the Los Angeles Chargers this season as well. All right, so we talked about some coaches that are on the hot seat that could get fired. How about give me three coaching candidates and where you think they might land at the beginning of the 2021 season? So my first coaching candidate is a coach I actually mentioned was on the hot seat. It's Vic Vangio because I think he will be fired, but I think he can be a quality defensive coordinator. And I'll tell you what team needs a quality defensive coordinator, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. That defense, Joe Schobert, Miles Jack, um, they've got Caleb on Chase and Josh Allen, Taven Bryan up front. I know they got rid of Ronnie Harrison, but that's still a talented defense. But their their quarter their current uh, defensive coordinator Todd Wash, you know he is he was a good defensive line coordinator in Jacksonville, but hasn't translated to his overall defense. I think that's a place Vic Vangio could end up. Uh, could end up coaching as a defensive coordinator. Again, I do think he will be fired after the season, and that's why I have him as one of the candidates. But I think Vangio can be a good defensive coordinator. Uh, I think he honestly fits a four-three scheme better with what he wants his players to do. The Jaguars have good players for a four-three scheme. I think it's a match made in uh, Jaguar heaven. Yeah, and I think one head coaching candidate who has I think has been a head coaching candidate since last year. How about the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy? He has really transformed the Chiefs. I mean, he has a lot of talent there, but I mean, we've just seen through his press conferences, through the way he's interacted with his players, he can be a born leader and completely change and turn around a franchise, a, a Chiefs franchise, which couldn't win the big games in the playoffs. And if I could think of a team that can't win the big games, I'm thinking of the Atlanta Falcons here. I mean, Bienemy did almost the same thing, had Alex Smith for a season, and then he turned to Pat Mahomes, and I could definitely see the Falcons doing the same thing. They rely on Matt Ryan for a couple of seasons, and then they get rid of him, and they rely on a young quarterback after then. I could see Eric Bieniemy turn this Falcons franchise around and get them their first Super Bowl. 
And the next guy I have is Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of uh, a lot of announcers, a lot of play-by-play guys this season uh, during Buccaneers games have said, hey, Todd Bowles couldn't be up for a coaching job. And we remember Todd Bowles as a coach in New York. Not the greatest coach, but a sound defensive guy. Obviously knows what he's doing defensively. And I think he could uh, find himself in a uh, defense-centered team. Obviously, we know that in the NFL, offense has proven more and more effective. I mean, just just cover that with the Chiefs and how dominant they've been um, with their offensive coordinator. But with Vic Vangio gone, you know, I'm staying in the same team. But I think Todd Bowles can go to the Broncos. Again, Todd Bowles loves the 3-4 defense. He ran it in New York. He runs it in Tampa Bay. And Von Miller and um, Bradley Chubb, I mean, they've got two guys on the edge that are great. They've got some underrated guys in the middle, and they've got some solid linebackers and a good safety in Justin Simmons. I think that they're set to play a 3-4, and I really think that Todd Bowles can come into Denver and make that the defensive powerhouse that they once were when they beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. I could definitely see Todd Bowles coming into Denver. I think you would also have to have somebody come under him so they can really coach up their quarterback um, that they got there in Drew Locke. I think if they have that there, that could be a powerhouse, like you said, at least in the AFC West to compete with the Chiefs. And for me, I'm going to stay in Tampa Bay. How about Byron Lefwich? This is a guy who's been talked about as a potential head coach ever since he started coaching with Bruce Arians in Arizona. And then he came over and he's been doing pretty well the last two seasons in his offense in Tampa Bay. How about he comes and he comes with a young quarterback in Justin Herbert in Los Angeles with the Chargers. I think he could do some good things here with the Chargers and Justin Herbert and really make that an air defined offense, especially also, I mean, you have Keenan Allen for the next couple of seasons. Mike Williams is there. You got Hunter Henry there as well. He's on the franchise tag, but he could come back. And you got Austin Eckler in the backfield as well. I think he could do some good things here with the Chargers. And my last guy is current interim head coach Raheem Morris. We remember Raheem Morris on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they uh, established that youngry idea, young and hungry. Well, it didn't work so great, but Raheem Morris – um, is still known as a defensive mind and took over for um, Bill o, or excuse me, not Bill O'Brien, uh, Dan Quinn earlier this season and ha- and has had a decent run with the Falcons. I expect the Falcons to look elsewhere for a head coach in the tw- during the 2021 season. So I, ex- I expect Raheem Morris to search out a coaching job, a head coaching job with the resume he's put together. Um, Raheem Morris is another defensive-minded guy, and I know I've stayed on these defensive-minded guys, but I feel like there's fewer and fewer of them um, in the NFL as we talk about it. And I think a place for Raheem Morris to go um, is the New York Giants. Listen, I know the New York Giants have a young head coach, and he's solid. I mean, he's put together uh, some good games, but I just don't think it's what um, the Giants need. I think the Giants need a veteran guy back there, somebody that can really right the ship. And someone that's got more defensive experience, the Giants, I know they want to be an offensive powerhouse. They drafted Daniel Jones sixth overall. They've got first-round pick uh, Darius Slayton out there, I believe, first. I'm not sure when Darius Slayton was drafted 100%, but they've got an early pick Darius Slayton out there. They've got Sterling Shepard. I get that. But you want to build around something for this Giants team? It's got to be the defense, and you got to bring in a guy that has done defense, and that is Raheem Morris 100%. Yeah, I can agree with that, but I think right now the Giants, they might stick with Joe Judge for a little bit. So we could see that happening, but we'll see what happens in New York. And how about this one? I don't think this guy's been talked a lot. 
when it comes to him possibly being a head coach, but I like to throw his name in the hat here. How about Jim Harbaugh, the current coach of the Michigan Wolverines? He's not doing great, not doing great at all as a college coach in Michigan, and he had some success with San Francisco 49ers in the NFL. So I'm going to bring him to an organization like the 49ers who, you know, they were doing well for a while and then they kind of fell off the map for a little bit. And then Harbaugh came in, made them successful. How about the Eagles? They did have their success. Granted, their success was two to three years ago, but I think he could bring a winning attitude to this organization. And I think he could really turn it around here. Again, I think he could make Carson Wentz a winner there. I mean, we didn't really see that with Alex Smith until Jim Harbaugh came in there. So could we see that and him revitalize Carson Wentz's career? We could see that if Jim Harbaugh comes to Philly. And that is going to do it for this episode of Beyond the Blitz. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Blitz crew, Justin Rogers, and guest Blitz crew member Morgan Pangle. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in and also if you got some time take a look at our twitter page beyond underscore blitz every sunday we come out with the injury report for your fantasy lineups as the fantasy playoffs are coming right around the corner you need to set your lineup so you can get to that fantasy playoffs and win your championship so take a look at our twitter page beyond underscore blitz and again as always stay purple this has been beyond the blitz